0: You're listening to More Like This, the podcast for people who are looking to carve out more of their best life each day. I'm on a journey to help people realize that the pockets of time you already have are exactly what you need in order to thrive. Hey guys, this is Amanda Atkins. Today, I'm really excited you joined me because I'm going to be talking about how identity is wrapped up in The way we change our habits, the way we live our lives, and I think that this is a topic that just really touches pretty much anyone who is taking time for self-improvement. So I hope you hang with me here. Before I get into the meat of it, I want to tell you what I've been up to. I just got back from a trip to Denver, Colorado with my husband, and I just have to tell you that I have traditionally identified as a beach girl Those silly little surveys you'll see on social media that ask you between two choices, which are you, beach vacation or mountain vacation, Coke or Pepsi, and so forth, I always mark beach, no question, and this week has really made me second guess whether I'm a beach girl or not, because that mountain vacation was everything. And my mom will probably find this hilarious because as a kid, my parents would try to get me to go on hikes really often, and I hated it. Like, if we were going out into nature, I was whining about it, and it got to the point where my family started to call our nature hikes a forced march, Because they basically had to force me out of the house and onto the trail with them. Um, And I just spent the entire week choosing to go out on trails with my husband to see different locations and sites out in Colorado. And I loved it. And this has me thinking, when we talk about our identity, where do we even get the idea of what this identity is? And how do we change it if our desire is to change ourselves in some significant way. So in looking at this topic, I have to point back to James Clear's Atomic Habits. If you haven't read this book, I highly recommend it, but I'm just going to point in to a specific concept that he brings out in the book, and that's that when you're changing, there are three different levels that that change can occur at. So there's outcome change, process change, and identity change. And just to kind of quickly walk you through those in case you're not picturing what he's describing, an outcome change is just where you see a change in the end result, okay? So this is like you want to lose weight and your entire focus is just on the outcome of seeing the scale change. The second type of change is process change and that's where you focus on changing how you do something. So for instance if you want to see a change in your weight rather than focusing on what the scale says each day you focus on your process for losing weight. So you're thinking about here's when and how I eat here's my process for engaging in exercise. You're really looking at the system that you're using. And then the third type of change is identity change. And this is where you're changing how you perceive yourself. You're changing your notion of who you are, not what you do or not how you are measured at the end. So I see these principles at play a lot in my classroom. And I'm going to walk you through these three types of change through the eyes of a teenage student. So this outcome change, they want a good grade. They want the outcome of the course to be a certain way. So if I have a kiddo who's sitting there, D minus or an F grade, and they come to me and say, well, what can I do to get a better grade? what they're really focused on is the outcome. And fairly so. They don't want to get grounded or whatever other punishment is waiting for them if that outcome doesn't change for them. But immediately, my job is to empower them to not be in the situation again. Because if all I do is change the outcome, go into the grade book and just change the grade, they haven't learned anything that will help them later in life. So then we set to the task of thinking what process do they have in place? Does that process for studying need to change? And let's just be real, sometimes there's no process in place at all because their process when they get home from school is just to hop on Fortnite and hang out on there until it's bedtime or later. So we're looking at process, what can they do? What system can they put in place to make sure that their grade does improve in the future? But more importantly, we're looking for identity change. How can I empower that kiddo to think I am intelligent, I can learn, I am a strong student? And once we start taking those steps for them to embody that identity and to think about what it means to live that identity, that's where we can see some real turnaround. As adults, we struggle with the same sort of thing. I can't tell you the number of women that I've heard say things like, oh, yeah, I just need to lose, you know, 20, 40, 50 pounds. You know, if I just weighed 140, you know, everything would be good. We're so focused on changing the outcome. And that's really the wrong way to go about it because if all you ever focus on is the outcome, you don't start to make the adjustment. In terms of how you live and how you think about yourself so one of the big things I had to do for myself as I started to lose weight and get my life together was I had to start kind of ignoring the outcome each day and really focus on okay if I want to be healthier if I don't want to have my joints hurt when I step out of bed in the morning if I want to be able to feel rested. If I want to be able to have that high level of energy that my students and my son and the kids that I coach deserve, I have to be more focused on changing my identity as well as my process for achieving that identity. I can't just be like, oh, well, I want this outcome and it didn't happen. So I guess I'm broken. That's not productive. So instead, I started to think about, okay, if I'm identifying as someone who's healthy, I have to think, how would that person live? You know, so I started to picture, okay, if I am actually a healthy person, I make sure I have lots of fruits and vegetables in the house because they're going to provide me nutrients. They're going to fuel my body. So I started there, just stock the fridge, stock the pantry, And then that started to propel me in the direction of, okay, next step would be, I actually need to prep this food. I'm not even gonna go into how many weeks I allowed fresh fruits and vegetables to just go bad in our refrigerator because I didn't actually prepare them. I bought them. I was trying to take on that new identity of healthy person, but I didn't actually follow through with the prep work. Eventually though, I did get into, I'm gonna prep the food. And then I started to pack the cooler when I would leave the house, so if I knew that I had one of those very full days where I was going to walk out the door at 7 a.m. and not walk back in the door until 9 or 10 at night, that couldn't be an excuse to live in an unhealthy fashion. I couldn't use it as an excuse to go through the drive through at Culver's and get the cheese curds. So I started packing the cooler full of these healthy fuel foods that would actually sustain me throughout the day and allow me to find the energy that I needed. I'm not saying that packing a cooler is going to make you skinny, so don't get the wrong impression there, but for me. The act of stocking my house with the right foods, preparing those foods, and then making sure that I carry them with me throughout the day is all about changing my identity by changing my process. And when I focus on it in that way, the days that I hop on the scale and I'm not seeing a loss feel a lot less difficult because... I'm not just tracking that number on the scale. Like, of course, the number on the scale matters to me. But I'm also tracking how many days have I followed through with eating what I said I was going to eat. How many meals have I fueled myself with these great, healthy, nutrient-dense foods. And if I can look back across my week and realize, you know what? I might not have lost weight, but... I took all of these steps in the right direction toward my identity, then it's easier to motivate myself to stay on track in the following week. I would advocate that whatever you're trying to accomplish in your life, you shouldn't have just this one single measure that is the be-all end-all of your success or failure. If you're trying to get healthier, a number on the scale shouldn't be the only number that you're looking at. There are so many determining factors of health and many that are much more important than an arbitrary number on the scale. For instance, when I go to the doctor and get my blood work done, my cholesterol levels and my blood sugar levels are prime examples for me of the things that I should really focus on rather than the number um, that I get when I step on the scale each morning if you're trying to become someone who has richer relationships, you can't just think to yourself, okay, well, as soon as I find a husband, mission accomplished, I have fulfilling relationships. Relationships are something you work at day in and day out. And if you want to be a loving, compassionate person, you can't just look at one marker of success in that arena. You have to look at the habits you have with the people around you day by day. And so this points into um, what James Clear says in Atomic Habits. And I wanna just share the passage with you because it's beautifully written. He says, we change bit by bit, day by day, habit by habit. We are continually undergoing microevolutions of the self. Each habit is like a suggestion. Hey, maybe this is who I am. If you finish a book, then perhaps you're the type of person who likes reading. If you go to the gym, then perhaps you're the type of person who likes exercise. If you practice the guitar, perhaps you're the type of person who likes music. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. Isn't that cool to think about that every day, every choice you're making is a vote? for the type of person you will become. I find that notion really cool. Uh, And in fact, it's one that I use as my empowering question a lot of mornings. Um, Each morning I write down an empowering question for the day. And so more often than not, my question is, how will I vote for my future self today? It's so much easier to do the right thing in terms of eating right, getting my exercise, filling out my plan for the day, if I just think each little thing is a vote for this better self. And if I take one action off plan, I don't have to say, well, screw it, the whole day is ruined. No, I've voted one tiny vote in the other direction, and I can choose to get right back on track and continue to log those votes for my healthy self anytime I want to. So if you're buying into this whole idea that your identity is the most powerful foundation for change, and if you're buying into this whole idea that if you want to change your habits and you want to change your outcomes. You have to start at your core you have to change who you are and who you perceive yourself to be Uh, then i want to give you some practical things you can do to start to build your idea and to make this identity something really concrete that you can return to day after day Uh, so none of this stuff is my original idea i'm just giving that full disclaimer but i am just sharing out some of the things that have worked for me personally one of them is to create a vision board. And I want to give a shout out to Kim Strobel, who was the person who introduced me to vision boards. Uh, But a vision board is basically just a collection of images and bold words that capture your vision of the future. And I know lots of people will create a vision board at the start of each new year um, to kind of give themselves a focus of where that year is heading. And i do the same for myself at the beginning of each year and I like to really focus on the verbs that I choose for that vision board because I, th- I think action has to be at the heart of what you envision for yourself. You can't be a passive participant and get change so if you're going to do a vision board you're cutting out images that depict the vision of your future that you want the identity that you want as well as words that describe the actions you're going to take to build this new identity. Another practice that has really served me well is creating a letter to my future self. So basically, I'm sitting down writing to my future self, describing to her you know, what I hope for her, what I wish for her day-to-day life, how she conducts herself and so forth um, and you can also do the same process in reverse and it's really powerful so you can write a letter as your future self writing to you now as like a motivator so you would embody okay when i reach this new identity that i'm trying to build how will that person think what will she do? What advice would she have to this me sitting here right now struggling to get her act together? Um, So either writing to the future self or writing from the perspective of your future self, either one really powerful in terms of owning that thinking and really building that identity in some detail. Once you build this idea of who you're going to be when you start to think about, okay, I'm going to change my identity. The next step is to start considering what very specific small actions or small habit can I put in place today that will move me closer to that identity? In other words, what little step can I take that will serve as a vote for this new future identity that I'm trying to take on. So for me, one of the things that I am working towards is running another half marathon. And I'm building this identity as a runner. Okay, I'm not someone who's trying to run. I am a runner, or at least that's what I'm trying to work on. And so each day... When I'm filling out my daily plan, I have a spot on there where I write down, my vision is that I'm built to run. That is my vision. That's my identity, someone who is built to run. And then for that day, I write down one small action that I can take that will move me closer to that identity. So on some days, it's that I'm going to get out and run three miles or some days it's that i'm going to go to yoga to stretch out my muscles so that they remain in top condition Um, my rest days that i build in are part of that program so i'm always thinking about if i want a certain identity what's the small step today that will move me closer to that identity it's the same with my food If I want to have a healthy body, then I have to think, okay, today, what will I do that will cast that vote for healthy? So I mentioned before, prepping those fuel foods, packing the cooler. Those are all small habits that I can put in place on any given day, and they're going to move me closer to that identity of the healthy person. It's nothing that is taking huge chunks of time out of my schedule. It's nothing that turns my life upside down and prevents me from teaching, coaching, caring for my family, having a relationship with my husband. All of those things stay. And I'm just thinking about where are the small bites that I can take? Where are the small actions? that can move me closer to this vision, this identity that I'm hoping for. If all of this intrigues you and you want to start piecing through it yourself, I would sit down and divide a page into three and put the labels outcome, process, identity. And go ahead and take time to think, okay, what outcome am I looking for? Be specific. Really think about it. If you were going to change something in your life, what specific outcome will you change? For me, when I started, I didn't necessarily have the identity part locked down yet, but I knew my outcome was that I wanted to be healthier. So, in my outcome change column, I would have down healthier. And then go to your process column. And I just want you to start thinking about if you were going to change the series of actions that are part of your daily life, where would you start to change those actions? What is it about your process that could allow for some change? And don't try to change things that are completely unrealistic for you. For instance, I hate fish i hate it so for me to say that part of my process for becoming healthier is to take on a full unadulterated mediterranean diet that's completely unrealistic that is not a good process for me because i would be miserable in what i'm eating and i would eventually come off the rails so make sure whatever it is about your process that you're wanting to change It is doable, it makes sense in your life, it's a small, manageable step that you can take. And then in your final column, your identity change, I want you to start thinking about an I am statement. So you're sitting there thinking, I am a what? What is that end goal identity that you want for yourself? So I am a healthy woman. I am a loving mother, whatever it is that you want for yourself as an identity, put that down in your identity change column and circle it because that's the important part. If you don't hit the number on the scale, if you don't nail your process every day, can you at least keep your mind focused on the identity piece? And the answer is of course, yes, yes you can. If you practice, if you train yourself, if you put your attention toward that new identity, it will serve you. I wanna leave you with a few more words from James to get you motivated as you head out into your week. Identity change is the North Star of habit change. The true question is, are you becoming the type of person you want to become? The first step is not what or how, but who you need to know who you want to be. Otherwise, your quest for change is like a boat without a rudder. You have the power to change your beliefs about yourself. Your identity is not set in stone. You have a choice in every moment. You can choose the identity you want to reinforce today with the habits you choose today. Guys, I hope you have a beautiful week out there, and I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed the message on today's More Like This podcast, head on over to morelikethis.blog for further content, ideas, and inspiration to make the most of your pockets of time. Now get out there and do something amazing.